Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. See, the way we look at it, one of the best parts of playing the Packers every single year is leading up to the game. We have this man joining us on the Buyersafety.com hotline. He is the play-by-play voice of the Packers and an all-around awesome dude. It's our friend Wayne Larrabee. How you doing, Wayne? Boy, what an introduction. I can't live up to that, you know. You can and you do on a daily basis, sir. Don't be modest. You're a beast. Let's uh, <laughs> let's talk about this Packers team. It's pretty interesting because that win over Chicago, you know, neither team scores a bunch, but it's like, hey, these are two great defenses. But then you, you fast forward about a month there and that home loss – to the Eagles revealed a lot, including you guys are struggling against the run. What is some of the biggest uh, focal points for you going into this game? Well, I, I think obviously the uh, the matchup of the Cowboys running game with the Packers run defense, uh, that's first and foremost. I think, you know, in order for the Packers to win this game, they will have to at least, I would think, contain the running game. And, you know, you can't let it get out of hand to 160, 170, 100. 190 yards rushing in a game by anyone, and the Packers have given up that kind of yardage to uh, lesser opponents than the Cowboys in terms of running the football. All right, so how big of an injury is the Devontae Adams situation for the Packers? Well, it's huge. I mean, if he can't go, and it doesn't, uh, you know, I, I, I haven't been in Green Bay yet this week. I don't know what the status is going to be on him from what I can understand from what people tell me. That's an injury that might take at least a week, uh, you know, a week off to get healed to the point where he can be effective. You know, his whole game is at the line of scrimmage, his handwork, his footwork, that kind of thing. So it is a significant injury, and it leaves young receivers who are relatively green to step up and fill that void. Okay, so Wayne, uh, one of the things that has been a a big benefit for you guys has been the pass rush. Uh, By all accounts, you're one of the best pass rushing teams in the league. Um, The Cowboys obviously have an injury with Tyron Smith. What is it that is allowing the Packers to get this sort of a pass rush? Is it a combination of the opponents? Are you guys just killing it off the edge? What's what's leading to this? Well, prior to the Eagles game, and the Eagles have the second-best offensive line of the NFL uh, next to the Cowboys, and that's not me saying that. That's pro football focus. But the Eagles really dominated up front in that ball game the other night in Green Bay. And so – um, you know, I, I think that really what's made the Packers pass rush better has been the addition of talent um, and talent on a couple of different levels. The outside linebackers, uh, Zadarius Smith from Baltimore, Preston Smith from Washington, they've been outstanding. Um, and then you go into the secondary when the Packers had Kevin King healthy and uh, Zaire Alexander on the uh, Jair Alexander on the other side, you have a, you know, two very good young cornerbacks and they would hold coverage. So, uh, it's been a combination of those two things for the most part. And, uh, you know, Kevin King has suffered an injury, a groin injury, and we're not sure on his status going forward um, in that Philadelphia game. So hopefully he'll be able to play. But if not, uh, that leaves a huge void there. Boy, I, I watched the game between the Packers and the Eagles, and there were times in that game where I was like, all right, Aaron Rodgers is still the best quarterback in all of football. Yet there he is with the play calls on his wrist, and he's trying to learn a new offense, and that's bizarre. And then – 
of course, you had them real close, uh, you know, inside the the heart of the red zone, and and they were refusing to run the ball. What is the status of just what's going on with that Packers offense? Boy, yeah, you know, it, it's really hard to follow, um, and I, I think it's evolving week to week. But um, the inability to effectively run the football, except in the Minnesota game. That's been a major problem because, you know, Matt LaFleur made it no secret when he came here. He said, hey, uh, you know, our whole offense is predicated on the running game, and they have not been able to run the football consistently. And that's a, that's a big problem area. And, when, you know, against the Eagles, I think by midway through the third quarter, just watching the game, just my impression, uh, is that the Packers decided, hey, we're not going to bang our heads against the wall here. We're not getting anything done on the ground. We're just going to open this thing up and let Aaron Rodgers do his thing, and that's exactly what they did. And, you know, very nearly won the game. But, um, you know, guys, it, this, is, this hasn't changed. I know I sound like the old guy yelling at the kids to get off the yard. But it has always been a matter in the National Football League. Winning is about running the football and stopping the run. And I understand we have all these geniuses designing all these plays and spreading the field all over the place. But when it gets right down to it, run the football, stop the run. The Packers passed for over 400 yards against the Eagles. The Eagles won the game because they ran the football and they stopped the run. Do you think uh, Aaron Rodgers is on board with what you're saying? On board with what I'm saying. You, you understand why I'm asking. In other words, you know, no. a lot of quarterbacks want to want to throw themselves to victory. And there's the old John Way, John Elway, right? He threw forever. Then finally, he got Terrell Davis, and they won Super Bowl. So, yeah. uh, it, it, as as this new offense, uh, new coach comes in, and they start messing with different aspects of the offense. Do you think Aaron Rodgers wants what is changing? Yes, I do. I think he he understands. He's a smart guy. He understands you know what it takes to win in this league. And and the fact is, when the Packers won the Super Bowl, they got a great boost from a guy by the name of James Starks, a rookie who at running back who gave them a hundred yard rushing uh, potential in each of those playoff games. And I think Aaron understands that. He knows that um, they have to have better balance and. And a lot of what this new offense is about is play action. And if you can't run the football, there's no need to do play action. That's a waste of time. Is some of that an offensive line issue? Are they having trouble just getting a push? Because it was very peculiar that they were not Mm -hmm. trying to – they didn't really run it at all in in two different opportunities down at the one-yard line. Well, they've had a a problem at right guard a little bit. Um, Billy Turner has not quite uh, been up to snuff, it seems like, this year. Uh, They put in a rookie at left guard in Elton Jenkins. Uh, They think he's going to be a heck of a player down the road. Um, The Packers' offensive line up front on the interior, you know, um, is is maybe where a lot of that problem comes in. The tackles have been solid, especially in pass pro. But uh, the interior of the line, maybe, you know, again, I don't know enough about it to be able to tell you that on the interior this is happening and that's happening, but they haven't been able to get a lot of push. And on the goal line, it was no surprise to me that they spread the field and threw the football. Do you Are you guys getting anything out of Jimmy Graham? Yeah. Had a great game the other night. Uh, touchdown catch, a couple of big catches. Um, he's not the Jimmy Graham of old, but he knows how to sit down in his zone and get himself open. And You know, Aaron Rodgers more and more seems to be going that way, and I think if Devontae can't play, the tight ends are going to have to play a bigger role in this game. Is Aaron Rodgers the Aaron Rodgers of old? Yeah, I don't think there's any uh, fall off there. I mean, you could have asked that question about Drew Brees a few years ago as the Saints were going 8-8 and every year. Uh, I think that the two things need to happen. Number one, and, and you saw this in New Orleans, when they got Alvin Kamara and they had a running game, 
And then when they had a defense, when they put together a defense, and the Packers are in the process of doing that right now. They've made great strides defensively. Are all the pieces in place to have a great defense? Probably not at the moment, but um, that's where they're heading, and that's where they know they need to go to supplement the talent they have at quarterback. And it's as important to have a good defense, a strong defense, uh, to win in the NFL today as it is to have that, uh, that franchise quarterback because he can't do it on his own. Were you surprised that the Packers did not bring back Randall Cobb, and, and how much could they use him right now? Mildly surprised uh, because, you know, in the past three years, Randall Cobb has been, you know, nicked up, banged up, injured. You know, I, I notice he's healthy. He's having a great start to the season. Um, you know, let's check in four weeks from now and see where he's at physically because that's what we saw in Green Bay. He would wear down. You know, Wayne, one of the things I'm interested about, we're only a quarter of the way in, but how you think your division is going to shape up. I thought the Vikings were going to be pretty good. Now I think they suck. Uh, that was a huge win over the Bears in the first week, but now the Bears have come storming back. What, what do you think is the key to that division? Chicago's still the class of the division, and I still think Minnesota has, uh, is probably number two. Detroit is a team no one's talking about, but quite frankly, I think they're better than anyone expected and anyone is planning on. So I, I think this is a pretty darn good division, to be honest with you guys. I, I really do. And, and uh, the Lions are a team, you know, that Kansas City game could have gone their way. Yeah, it, it didn't. But, you know, the fact is they played really well in that ball game. And uh, I think the, we're yet to see where this division is really headed. But uh, potentially this could be a very good division top to bottom. I think it kind of benefits the other divisions that you guys are all just going to beat each other up. I mean, yeah, it's going well, to be really hard to have a winning record in that division. It's going to be hard for maybe that division to get a wild card. You know what I mean? That's yeah. the thing. And, you know, if they if the division beats up on every, each other uh, enough, uh, that will be very hard to do. Okay, Wayne, before we let you boogie, uh, what do you think this game comes down to? And, uh, you know, you can make a prediction if you want, but what? how is it going to lead to a victory for the Cowboys or the Packers? Well, I, I think the team that, that is able to uh, run the football effectively in this game is going to have a huge leg up on it. Um, I think that, you know, if, if the Packers, if you figure the Cowboys are going to get what they get, usually from uh, Zeke Elliott, which was not what they got the other night, but if they get a typical Zeke game, uh, can the Packers still win? Sure, uh, because Zeke averages over 130 yards rushing against the Packers anyway. The Packers have won the last three games down there and three of the last four overall. But um, it would take then a special effort from uh, Aaron Rodgers, which he's done on occasion in that stadium. So I think that's what it breaks down to. And uh, can the Packers contain the Cowboy rushing attack to the point where, you know, um, they can give themselves a chance to hang in the game and maybe a chance to win it down the stretch as they have in the past. Hey, Wayne, we appreciate the time. Good luck to you guys, but not too much too much luck, all right? <laughs> all right, guys. Good talking with you again. Take care. All right, there he goes, Wayne Larrabee, the voice of the Packers. I love you. Boys, I heard this being discussed this morning on Sean and RJ, and it was a study that came out, uh, the favorite movie candy by state. And this was based on social media, Walmart, and Target. Have you guys heard this? I've no. not, but well, I know the answer. What? It's got to be milk duds. I mean, they're so good. Yeah. For which state? Oh, for... I, I support that. Uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Oh. Milk duds is... is. I'll have to go... It looks like that's Indiana. They get stuck in, yes! your, get stuck uh, in your teeth. They're not good for you. Yeah, it looks like Indiana chose what milk duds. What candy is good for you? Oh, there's what? so much candy that's good for your teeth, Shippy. Okay. What do you guys think is the number one candy when attending movies uh, in the state of Texas? Uh, Slowpoke. Nope. Reese's Pieces. Nope. M&M Bomb. Nope. 
Sour Patch. By the way, South Dakota for M and M's. Peanut M and M's and and popcorn together is the lick. I like to get a popcorn and then I like to get a big pickle. Where do you put it? Running through the room with the pickle in my, my mouth. mouth. Um, uh, I would say. <laughs> is that from Gemstones? It's uh, Baby Billy. Yeah. Okay. I would say uh, it's Texas, so it's got to be uh, Baby Ruth. Nope. Uh, is it is it a candy bar or is it nope, a more of a not a candy bar? Okay. Oh, Reese's so, Pieces. Nope. Already guessed it. It's not even tiny little pieces of candy. Reese's okay, so Pieces. A big, oh, watermelon. Nope. Um, <laughs> I like that. Big pieces of candy. Oh, sweet tarts. Twizzlers. Nope. Ooh. Giant sweet Twizzlers. Tarts. Close. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, uh, Swedish fish. No, that is close. No. So that's a good guess. <laughs> so it says straws. Uh, Black licorice. And I can't believe that. What What are you doing? Black licorice. According to social media, Walmart, and Target, the favorite movie candy of Texans is black licorice. Hold on. I don't even know where that's available. I've never seen that available. And I think this was a poll from 1955 before, like, they had a lot of big brand candies. For Florida, it's Dum Dums. For what? California, it's dots. Dum dums. Dots are gross. What are dum dums? Oh, Dude, I, like, I like dots. The, okay. the lollipops. In Hawaii, it's wax bottles. What man? Oh they, yeah, those are good. It's hard for them you, to get product shipped out there because it's <laughs> way out there in the <laughs> you ocean. You bite off the top and uh, throw the juice in your mouth, but that does is very 1955. Yeah. Yeah. Oklahoma is uh, raisinets. You guys uh, like Fun Dip? Yeah. Arkansas oh, fun is Junior Mints. And Louisiana is Wait. Pixie Sticks. Have you guys oh, ever, thought, Pixie oh, sticks. Pixie you guys ever sticks. thought about the name Junior Mint? It's pretty funny. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> like a little sun mint. Not a full grown-up mint. <laughs> All right, coming up next, what does Jason Garrett think about black licorice? That's next right here on 105.3 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.